1: Life can be so hard, but I think it's so much better if we can look for the positive and to look for the bright side and to look for the good in others and to look for the good things in our lives.
2: Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, ladies, today's interview. I had been waiting for two and a half years to get to finally record. We explain more about it in the episode, but I am so excited to tell you that I finally got to interview Melanie Schenkel. This is one of my favorite interviews that I have done in a long time because it was just so much fun. Oh, my goodness. I knew that I wanted this to be a really conversational episode, and of course we were going to talk about her fabulous new book, On the Bright Side, but I just wanted the chance to like hang out with her, and we did it. It was so much fun. I hope you guys have as much fun listening to this episode as I had getting to record it, because... It was just a blast. And I love Melanie and I really like her new book. So I hope you enjoy this episode. But before we get there, you guys, we've got some stuff going on in Patreon that I want to tell you about because a lot of us had kind of a rough February. February is just that month of the year, right? Where it's like still dreary and dark and cold. And you're like halfway into the school year and everybody's kind of burnt out and the schedule's weird because there's all these weird holidays off. And it can just take a lot out of you. And then if you, you know, mix in crazy divorce and a new parenting plan and all of that it can wear on a person so right now in this last week of February I am working on riding the ship and we are talking all about that in Patreon this week how to maybe you know look back at your resolutions and where are you now and are things kind of needing to be you know altered and changed for real life and how can we get back on track with things and reduce stress in our life by planning well but a lot of people keep telling me like oh I'm good at planning. I love the planning part. It's the implementation side of it. And so we are going to be talking about that a lot because I think that is where a lot of us, the planning falls flat. And so we're going to be talking about how to actually be planning to make these things work in your life and actually succeed with them. So if you want to be in on those conversations and that information, I would love to have you come join us in Patreon, patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. I'm doing my daily morning show show again where we just get together and we hang out and we talk about stuff and we have weekend challenges and it's so much fun and you only have to be a $3 member to be able to get in there and watch those and then we have levels up from there. You can even get one-on-one coaching with me if you would like targeted help with some of your goals and frustrations, then I am here to come alongside you and help you along the way. So once again, that's patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and it's really the number one way that you can support this show, of course, doing things like leaving ratings and reviews and you know, shopping through our Amazon links and sharing about us on social media, those are all super important as well. But if you want to be on that inside circle and really get a lot of targeted help and show your support for the podcast, then Patreon is the way to go. And like I said, it's $3 a month. That's less than one cup of coffee. So we would love to have you join us. And thank you to so many of you who are already Patreon members and supporters. I could not do this without you. So thank you. All right. But let's get on with this really fun episode with Melanie. Melanie, I'm so excited to have you here.
1: I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
2: I have been looking forward to this interview for two and a half years. because <laughs> I hope I, it lives
1: up to it. I hope oh, it lives
2: up to it. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Well, it's so funny because they approached me about Church of the Small Things That's what it was called, right? I didn't get the name wrong. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Um, Two and a half years ago. And so that would have been like right before I left for my, you know, fled my situation. Yes. And my, one of my very best friends, I had, I'm sorry to say, I had not heard of you at that point. And when when they approached me about having you on the show, I threw out the name to my good friend. And she was like, oh my word, (laughs) (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. Book it, book it right now. I'm freaking out. And so then I like binge listened to all your other books and like was fully invested. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, even today, she was like, can you just like, just pipe me into the call? Like,
1: I'll be really quiet. (laughs) That's so nice. That is so nice. (laughs)
2: So at that point, it was just like, I was down the rabbit hole. I have loved everything that you put out. I listened to your podcast, which we're going to hit on. Maybe we'll just go there right now. Okay. Okay. It cracks me up and I have tried to figure (laughs) out like the formula because it sounds like you guys just come on you and Sophie Hudson on the big boo cast. You come on. And you talk about a lot of random things. Yes. And then it's over. Yes. And then I'm like, how do they do this? Because it's (laughs) so funny. And I just, I can't, I wait for it to come out every week. And it's so random and it's so wonderful. But it's like, there's not like a really a point. It's just like you guys are breaking down your life and we like to listen.
1: Yeah, it really, I mean, you've, you've hit on the formula. (laughs) I mean, we it's like, I mean, I feel like every time right before Sophie hits record from her end, she's like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. And then we just talk. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, I read a book this week. Okay. We'll talk, we'll start with that. And then we just, we just go. And like, we get so excited if there's actually something, if we have like a, a, a like a plot point or like something <laughs> we're going to follow, we're, yeah. we're so impressed with ourselves. Like we, cause we, since we've started doing the Patreon yeah. addition. Some of those will plan out a little bit more and we'll be like, oh, I mean, we have a Google doc with like six bullet points of things that we're going to hit. This is like a level of professionalism that we didn't even know existed for us.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you must have been thrilled when the Royals started having some craziness because that gave you like absolutely blue lines between yes. the different episodes. I just, I, I think like, why can't I have a show like that? <laughs> No preparation. I just get to come and, like, talk. It's so much fun. And and you guys can have, like, like silence on your podcast for a good 60 seconds because you're both laughing so hard. (laughs) And, like, the fact that you can get away with that. And I love it. Like, I'm not, like, they should really cut that out. It cracks me up every time.
1: I know. And I think part of it, like, you know, it's funny because we've talked about it over the years because we started doing that podcast back in 2007, which I'm like, we are two idiots. Like, how did we even know <laughs> to do that? Like, we, I mean, we still can't get the technological part of it right. So how did we know in 2007 how to record that and upload it, which it's all Sophie. She does all that stuff. Yeah. But I think it really showed us then. And it was funny because there were so many times, like I think in like, there were two years where we only recorded two for the whole year. (laughs) And we said, but then people would come up to us at different events when we were at different places and be like, oh my gosh, I listened to the podcast. I love it. And I think what we discovered is I was like, it really, because it really is, I mean, we talk the same way we would talk on the phone. And yes. so it feels like you're just listening to two girlfriends and then, and we have so many people that are like, I talk back to it. Like, I tell you how I feel about <laughs> stuff. And we're like, we didn't, been set out to create that. We just, that's all we knew to do. So, yeah. um, that's it.
2: Well, it's so fabulous. And I love your deadpan delivery, like, before I even listened to the podcast, I listened to your first three audiobooks. and I am a voiceover actor, you know, like that's the other part of what I do. And so okay. I'm always fascinated by, you know, how different people read things and how it comes off. And I would laugh so hard because you would get to these jokes that if I were reading somebody's book as a voice actor, I would like put emphasis on Yeah. And- <laughs> you would just like gloss right over it. Just like, keep on talking. And to the point where I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like that was hilarious. And she just like, just kept talking. And I love that. Oh, it just makes it so much more interesting. And it's, I love it. It's so okay.
1: Much- that's so funny. I've never, see, I've never That I do that. It's just like I just I write and I read it like I talk. So it's just it's just it's like having there again. It's like a conversation with me. It's not any different. That's so funny.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love it. It was like I remember numerous times just like dying laughing, like that's so not the choice I would have made. And it's (laughs) perfect. I love it.
1: So Anyway. I think that sums up my whole life. Is I just got <laughs> all the advice of what professionals would tell you to do. That's pretty much the way I've lived my entire life. Yeah. And, unless it comes to skincare. Yes. I right? will, again, I'm a firm believer in skincare. Yes. Absolutely. Well,
2: I had to laugh too, because when I messaged you, I don't know, when I first got the book months ago, and I was like, well, you'll come on and we'll just talk about skincare. And then I'm reading the book. I'm like, oh my gosh, there really is a chapter on skincare. Yes. <laughs> <There> <laughs> I really didn't are. even realize. So that was fabulous. Oh, and we are gonna get there. But I do have to say, okay, so I listened to the podcast, obviously, an avid listener, follower, and I noticed in this week's show, you guys were talking about what you've watched and all of that. You kind of hit on To All the Boys I Loved Before, Yes, I Love You, which I think you agreed was kind of a disappointment. It was. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it really was. Yeah. I I watched Erin Moon's breakdown of it yes. last night, and I completely agreed with everything that she said.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too.
2: But you hit on the fact that you watched a show that you love and I love, but Sophie mm-hmm. doesn't watch. And that no. is Outlander. And so I thought, you know, since you didn't get the opportunity on your other show, maybe we could do a little breakdown.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was, I think here's what, I mean, I discovered the show Outlander. I think last spring I got actually a podcast listener who's a friend of mine was messaged me and said, you've got to watch Outlander. Um, and I had read the book, like the original book years Mm -hmm. and years ago. And I think I'd even tried to start the series. And when I. I think it was at a time when Caroline was younger and I was maybe just more tired. And I was like, I can't understand what they're saying. Like I can't, it's too dark and I can't watch the show. And I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. So that was kind of the end of it. Well, then I think, you know, how it's like different things hit you in different seasons of life Mm -hmm. because I started watching it last spring and I could not quit watching. And, and it's one of those shows that like, as it goes, it gets racier and racier. And so you start going like, can I admit to watching this? Like, I know. Right. I mean, you kind of have to give the disclaimer of like, yes. don't watch this with your kids anywhere around, like really don't watch it with anybody around. Yeah. Because yeah. It's something. And like and you with- do
2: you and it, let's not judge each other. Yes. And if you feel, you know, compelled to, that's not your thing. That's totally okay. <laughs> like, yes. I There's,
1: yes. We all just have to do what's best for us. And yes. It, you but I was like but by the time I realized how racy it had gotten I was so hooked into the storyline where I was like I'm never gonna quit watching now like this this is I'm in I'm hooked and so I love it so much I love Jamie Frazier I love the whole thing it's so brilliant it's so that the storyline you never know where they're gonna go um, of course, for me, it has the added bonus that I feel like I'm learning actual historical facts. Right. Which I think it's true, but it feels that way.
2: Yes, I feel the same way about the crown.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. It's like I really have a real working knowledge now of the Scottish Rebellion and what that yes. looks
2: like.
1: Um, so, anyway, I love it. All that to say, I thought the first episode, I was like, it felt pretty calm for an episode yeah. of Outlander, didn't you think?
2: Yes. And I felt like it was like a lot of setup. For what's yeah. to come, yes. and there was just some straight up cheesiness that the song.
1: Are we talking about the song?
2: Well, we're talking about the song. We're talking about the flashbacks. Yes, that they did. Where I was like, I never describe Outlander as cheesy, but yes. there's some stuff happening here that I am like, wait, what? And there was a certain amount of you know, I love Sam Hewen. I'm a huge Jamie Fraser fan. Yes, but that opening scene where he is shaving roger yeah i felt like was so over the top of trying to be like i'm an old man and i'm gonna get out my glasses and i'm gonna like really give yes. him some advice and it was just like what no yeah
1: yeah this no is, yeah there were a couple of things i think part of my problem is is i'm not a fan of and i'm sure he's a lovely person i don't really like the casting of roger like he is just not yeah he doesn't fit to me. And I get that, you know, he's a professor or whatever, but I'm like, just after all the years of Jamie Frazier, I'm like, really, this is the best we could do for Roger. Like, he just seems a little weak to me and whiny. Mm -hmm. And I can't really get past that. And maybe he'll get tougher and I'll grow to love him more. But right now I don't. But then when they got to the part after he and Brie and he started singing and like the, he did some like Nat King Cole, like, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And I was like, this is a level of cheese that I can't really <gasps> comprehend. And they did the different montages of all the oh. different couples, which I'm like, good for Joe and Martal, but if I don't ever see that again, right. I don't need to see that.
2: I just don't think we need that kind of a montage at no. all.
1: No. That's just
2: I, awkward when you're cutting is. between all the different couples.
1: Yeah. And
2: and then with that music over the top, yeah. It, it really was painful.
1: Yeah, I yep. totally agree. Like, I'm going to need it. And I thought, did they extra? They make it extra cheesy because they knew they were going to do the special Valentine's Day release and they yeah. felt like we're really going to go heavy on the love. But I was like, I just, I, I that was too much for me.
2: Yeah. And I watched a little, like some clips that pop up on Instagram of like when the cast was announcing at the premiere that it was going to come out on Stars that night. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I, I saw
1: like one, I think.
2: I laughed so hard because they've got this scroll and they open it up and they make this big announcement and they're all excited and it's like four of the leads standing there and crickets. Mm, like yeah. nobody said anything, nobody clapped and they're like, Well, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. All right. like, there,
1: yeah. <laughs> like there you have it. So
2: we, we we kinda thought you were gonna do all along. Like it's ridiculous for you to be releasing it on February sixteenth. Like Yes.
1: Nobody. Yeah, I, I know. And I- yeah I think it was just such a weird and I think that's where some poor misguided PR person was like here's a great thing I mean yeah. it's gonna blow their minds so we're gonna release it two days early and it's like okay like it's just it, it, rah, rah. it was like a little sad trombone I felt like
2: yeah. yeah yeah I thought the only redeeming quality I felt like of that episode and this is a spoiler so if anybody's you know gonna watch it don't listen but at the end when Jamie is talking to Murta. Yes. Then it was like, okay, there's some actual acting skills again, Sam. Thank you. Like, that was very heartfelt and gripping. And it was like, okay, that feels a little bit more in that Outlander lane.
1: I agree. I totally agree. I thought that, um, yeah, I thought that that was good. But the the rest of it, I was like, I just hope this is just them kind of easing us back in for people who maybe have forgotten some of the plot points and things that were going on. But I just overall, I was like, this is not, this has not been a compelling episode for me.
2: Yeah. And my good friend who loves you, um, she, she concurs and she felt like, you know, I didn't enjoy it, but I want to watch the next one. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's like, you're, you're still in it. I don't feel like they've ever been as good as season one and the second half of season two.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
2: But you know, you, you're too invested at this point to not know what happens
1: yeah I agree I mean I think those first two seasons are so good um, and so compelling and then it gets a little harder after that to and I don't know if it's I mean and this sounds really stupid because nothing about the whole entire plot point is believable but (laughs) you get to a point where it starts to really stretch your believability in it Yeah, more than just the time travel from a magical rock and you know, Scotland. I don't know. And so it's, those are the things where it loses me a little bit.
2: Yeah. And the more and more I felt like over seasons three and four, like Jamie and Claire were hardly ever together. Yeah, It's like, come on already. Like you keep trying to keep us in that suspense point. It's like on, this is a very strange comparison, but on The Office, if Jim and Pam had never gotten together Yes. Like, you'd just be like, all right, already. Like, I guess just let it go. We're sick yeah. of it. You yeah. know, like, just let them be around each other for once.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Because you're like, that's the magic of what makes yeah. the show. And when you lose that, when you don't have that coupling as part of the normal stuff, it just gets tiring. So, yeah. Uh, and I felt like last season when they were like on the hunt and they were trying to track Roger down and all that, I was like, well, this has lasted a sweet forever. Ugh. Seeing Roger... Captive by the Indians and the whole. I was like, this is wearing out. This is not interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I felt like it was their weakest season by far. And pretty much everything involving Brie, I'm not a Brie fan
1: No. at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -mm.
2: And I think that even her American accent is a little painful at times. Yes. But I would agree with that. Not as bad as Sam's. And so, good thing he doesn't have to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It would not work, no, I know, and I think part of it is too, is like I said, Roger's just not a compelling character. So, I think when he was yeah. being held by the Indians, I was like, I could really care if, less if y'all rescue him or not. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not invested in this at all. Yeah, so,
2: yep, sorry, sorry, Roger. I know, I know that that whole Bree Roger plot point could just really disappear. And yeah, go back, go back to the 60s, yes,
1: <laughs> we'll yeah, go here. back, yeah. yeah, go back, just and leave us with Claire and Jamie. That's yes. what
2: it's about. Yep,
1: totally. Uh-huh.
2: Well, thank you. I never get to do that. I know. I don't
1: either. Well, you know, Sophie won't ever watch it because it's involves time travel and a time before there was air conditioning. So she won't, it won't ever be a show she'll decide to watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime you need to come and hash it out, you're welcome.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I will take you up
2: on that. Okay, ladies, I've got a couple of new sponsors that I'm bringing to you guys today that I'm really excited about. I love when I get approached by companies that I know that I can really get behind, and Clearly Filtered is one of those companies, because it's all about our water. We're all consuming water every day, and I think because we're in the U.S., we think it's relatively safe. But did you know there are hundreds of chemicals, contaminants, and toxins that are in the water throughout the country? Some of these are added by your local water company, but some are also unregulated and therefore not even tested for when looking at your local water report. That is something I did not know. They actually sent me a breakdown of what was in my water for my local area, and I was appalled. There was like 800 times the amount of arsenic that was supposed to be in our water. And you've probably seen in the news recently about the forever chemicals that are in our tap water across the U.S. That is scary. And guess what? Most water filters do not remove these chemicals. So basically, all of those water filters that we thought were doing a decent job of getting all of the junk out of our water are actually not doing nearly what we thought they were. They're letting through hundreds of harmful toxins that are likely in our water. That's where Clearly Filtered comes in. Clearly Filtered created a new water filter technology that actually removes all of the harmful chemicals, toxins, and contaminants found in tap water while still retaining the healthy minerals found in the water. These filters remove lead, Fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, pesticides, herbicides, radiation, bacteria, and the list goes on and on. All of their products are tested by a third-party EPA-accredited lab, making them certified to remove over 230 contaminants. And you can check all of those details out right on their website, showing you that they are legit. They have so many different products. They have pitchers. They have systems that you can connect right under your sink. They have a water bottle that I am in love with. The water tastes amazing. It's super easy easy to use. My kids have gotten used to it and love it. And the fact of the matter is if we think there's not junk in our water, then we're just kidding ourselves. So if you think it's time to get a real water filter, one that actually removes the hundreds of contaminants in tap water, then visit clearlyfiltered.com lovely and use the coupon code lovely and you'll get 20% off your new filtered water system. They ship throughout the U.S. for free, have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, and then a lifetime warranty on all of their filter systems. Clearlyfiltered.com slash lovely that's clearlyfiltered.com slash lovely okay so now we're finally getting around to the point of you being here (laughs) which is your new book and I feel like I mean just on a totally personal level this is like perfect timing oh I love that yeah, because I have had the comment made to me a lot of times, and I have not, you know, weathered the last two and a half years, you know, perfectly by any means. Mm-hmm. But I've had a lot of people say, like, well, how do you not just, like, you know, how are you not just like on your face? Like, how do you no. keep going and getting ready every morning and like enjoying life? And I'm like, because I don't want to live on my face. I mean, I've had my moments, but like, I want to enjoy life and I want to, you know, look for the bright side of things and like try to make the most of what I've got here. And here you have this whole book that just capitalizes on all of that and like why that is so important. And in a time in our country where I think this has never been more important than yeah. to look on the bright side, I mean, well done.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I mean I really do feel like and if you've followed me for any amount of time or or listened to what I've said or read what I've written I mean it's I it's funny because I didn't know that that's what this book was going to be when I started it but I was like it really does like the thing that sums me up and Mm. it's it's just that realization of like I don't really like to be down for a long period of time like I don't like myself and we all do it where you get kind of in this spiral of like the world is going to end or whatever. And I can do it. You know, I mean, I'm laughing because like this last week I've been getting all my income tax stuff together. (laughs) And I mean, nothing will take you down a bad road faster where you're like, well, we're going to end up owing a tremendous amount of government and probably end up living on the streets and life is (laughs) terrible, you know? Yeah. Um, But I just think that we, life can be so hard, but I think it's so much better if we can, look for the positive and to look for the bright side and to look for the good in others and to look for the good things in our lives because there's this great thing that i heard one time that was like what if you woke up tomorrow without all the things you forgot to thank god for today Ugh. and yeah. it's i mean right that just hits you right in the gut when you really yeah. think about like what would that look like and how many how many good things do i have in my life that i take for granted because they're just mm-hmm. part of my life and i don't stop to think about them ever yeah. because i'm going to be more worried about a check I have to write to the IRS or whatever. Like I'm going to dwell on that one thing and forget about our health and my family and my daughter and, you know, and all of those things. And it was like, and I just felt like we had gotten to like, especially after like the 2016 elections, everybody was so ugly and so Mm -hmm. negative and everything was just the whole world was going to end. And I was like, no, we have to remember to look on the bright side. Like, yeah. and it really is almost like retraining. You almost have to train your brain to do it. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to just look for all the negative, all I'm going to keep seeing is more negative. If I start to look for the good, I think you start to find more good.
2: Yeah. I think it's like a slow chipping away mm-hmm. when you start to go down that road. And it's like, especially as people become more contentious with each other and it just leads to more and more of yeah. that. And so you yeah. really do have to like make a, a shift. To get back to like, oh, there are good things. Yes. Focus on that. I love what you even said in your introduction. I actually wrote down this quote because I think it's so important that you said, we've lost sight of what matters the most. The basic tenets of being a good person, such as kindness, gentleness, love, and mercy. We've forgotten how to be decent human beings. We've lost the heart of looking on, or the art of looking on the bright side. And it's
1: so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny that you read that quote because I used to, I joked before we had knew what the title was going to be for the book that I said, what if we just call it how to be a decent human being, <laughs> <laughs> like a how-to guide. Um, but it is so true where you just look on social media, like we've, we've gotten to where we can be so ugly and we assume mm-hmm. the worst about a person without knowing them. And it's to do on social media, because you're not seeing somebody's heart. So if I yeah. just tell you, here's what I believe politically, and here's what I believe religiously, and here's what I believe, you could make all these terrible assumptions about me. But if you were to sit down, and have a cup of coffee and listen to me and get to know me, you, you would realize at the heart of it, I think we all have so much more in common than we don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think ultimately, if you were to take Americans as divided as we seem right now, and ask everybody what matters most to them, I think we would probably all agree on most of the same things. Mm hmm. Um, but it's like, we just constantly let the media divide us and these one-off things on Twitter divide us. And it was so funny to me because I, after the election, and I've said this a couple of times, like by the time it was over, like I would look on Twitter and Facebook and I really thought, I hate all of you. Like, it doesn't <laughs> even matter if you believe what I believe or not. Like, I'm just yeah. so tired of everybody feeling the need to put their thoughts out there yes. in just such a polarizing way. It was just exhausting.
2: Well, and some of it too, I think, is like knowing who you follow and not expecting something different from them. Yeah. Because there are people that I follow who are Broadway stars and whatnot. And I know, I go in knowing that we don't hold the same political views and that kind of thing. But that's not why I'm there. Yeah. I'm there for all the other content that they're putting out that I really enjoy. And so if they flip in one of their political views, I can let it go. Because it's not what I'm there for. And so then when they come on and they're like, wow, all of you crazy conservatives who just came out and attacked me, it drives me crazy. I'm like, why Why would you do that? First of all, as a conservative, you've just alienated that person. You have ruined any basis for relationship, which is where any actual change is going to come from. You've totally... Mooted that point, you've made it so mm-hmm. a lot of other people can't impact this person either because yeah. you've been nasty to them. And what did you expect? Like, that's on yes. you. Like, yes, you can't expect it's just like when the whole Target debacle was happening, of like, don't use their bathrooms and everything. Yeah. And I heard a couple of Christian radio shows come out and talk about it and say, I don't go to Target for their religious stance like that's not what I'm there for so I don't have to hold them to a standard that they are not trying
1: to exactly get
2: to like it just doesn't make any sense
1: yes it's so true and I think that when you really think about it and I know for me and I would assume that this holds true for 99.9 percent of people like somebody may tweet something that's opposite of what I think that might make me think like, it'll make Mm -hmm. me kind of go, huh, well, that's an interesting viewpoint or whatever, but not one time have I read something, especially something ugly where I've been like, Oh, you've totally changed my mind on my whole thought process. You're never going to change anybody's mind like that. And so I don't know why we feel the need to do it, but it's like, we just, it's almost like we love the thrill of outrage and being angry Um, and for me, I would rather, if there's somebody on my timeline that just is really starting to get under my skin, then you know what? It's so great. You know what you can do? Unfollow or click away or just ignore it or mute it or whatever you need to do, but you don't have to sit there and just let yourself be angry.
2: Yeah. And especially when it starts having this herd mentality, Mm -hmm. because it, that is one of those things much faster. I would say even than kindness that people feed off of with each other. And it's like, oh, you're mad. So I'm going to, I'm going to up the mad and then, oh, that's going to up your mad. And then it's going to get to this insane place where what they're even like fighting for probably isn't even true. Like you're probably Uh so far off the mark that it's like we've lost sight of everything at that point.
1: Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. So, um, yeah, so I just, I'm like, Hey, let's all y'all there's a bright side. And I thought, and I knew that this book was coming out in another election year. So I thought, (laughs) you "You know (laughs) what, this is a good reminder for us. Like Let's look at all the good. Like let's yeah. let's try to focus on that instead of everything that could go wrong because I just don't think that's a good mindset and I don't think it's healthy for us to do that for the yeah. long term.
2: Yeah, I agree. And then you just hit on some like fun points, but also really encouraging things about what helps us to look on the bright side. And I love that you started out with talking about finding your people and like uh-huh. how impactful female friends are. And I think that a lot of women have a very negative opinion of having female friends because Mm -hmm. a lot of people have gotten burned by female. I have, you know, but it's female friendships are so worth fighting for and praying for if you don't have them them, and pursuing them. I mean, you've seen that. I've seen it through all of your other books and in this book, like what a game changer that's been for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really, it's funny because I just, I went to lunch this week and my best friend and I try to go to lunch once a week and we just, we're both, we've got teenagers right now and it's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. life is crazy. Yeah. But we sat there and we got to have this long lunch and we sat there for like two hours and talked and she's got a senior and a freshman and I've got Caroline who's a junior. And like, there's so many things We're like just us sitting there, like things that we walked in with, we were like, oh my gosh, like I'm stressed about this and I'm stressed about that. But as we started to talk about it with each other, Things that I had been so upset about that morning, we started to laugh about, you know, like you just start to laugh at the absurdity and like hearing the things that you say as a mom where you're like, (laughs) this is ridiculous that I have to even say this, you know, but it's like, I left that lunch so much lighter and so much happier than I had gone into it because it's like, you just need those real life people that you can process things with and that are going to encourage you and tell you, Hey, you're going to get through this. It's not that bad. I feel the same way. It's just it's friends helping each other like process things and to feel normal. And I'm like, if you don't have that, I really don't know how you survive. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And I'm somebody I always say I'm more of an introverted personality. Um. Anyway, but it's like so for me, it's not like I have ten great friends. I Mm -hmm. have a little group. I have a group of like less than five that are my people that I'm really gonna call or text if I'm having a hard time or. Bad day or whatever. So it's not like it has to be all this. It's like yeah. find yourself a friend. Like, find a friend. Figure out how to do that if you don't have it. Look for people in, you know that are the same age, have kids the same age, or moms at the pool, or a book club, or a Bible study at church, or whatever that is. But like, you've got to have those people. I just think that's they're God's miracle to us. I think here on earth. Yeah, and
2: just being willing to. I think everyone's waiting for the invitation. Yeah. And so, but if everyone's waiting for the invitation, then no one's handing out the invitation. Like sometimes you have to get a little bit out of your comfort zone to make that happen in the first place. But I mean, I know God has given me the most amazing friends. And mm-hmm. it, this past two and a half years has really been like the proving ground <laughs> for them yeah. because they've had to step up in such huge ways just to like keep me afloat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I would have done without them and it's the same thing. It's not like this, you know, huge horde of people all over my town. It's yeah. like that little handful of women who are like sisters to me. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. everything from the oh my gosh, my kid is driving my cra- me crazy to like um literally my brother died and I need you to come yes. here. Now, you yeah. know, and they're yeah. there. You yeah. know. Yeah. And that, I I just, I can't even picture what, where I would be at now or what my life would look like if it hadn't been for them. Yeah. Ladies, I don't think any of us were quite as aware of how much we needed sleep until we became mothers. Am I right? I mean, there's constantly things that are disrupting our sleep and oftentimes disrupting our kids' sleep that we're hyper aware of. And it makes all of us grumpy and annoyed and frustrated. And the difference of when we all get good sleep is so stark that I wanna talk to you today about some things that might help that a little bit because real restorative sleep is crucial to overall health, yet can be so elusive. Yoga Sleep, however, has been making products for sleep for over 50 years and invented the Dome, the very first white noise machine. They know how to make trusted products that work. White noise is a natural approach to better sleep and relaxation, and Yoga Sleep makes sound machines for home, travel, and baby. So even if you're on the go, you will be able to keep those little ones sleeping. Personally, my girls have a really tough time falling asleep every night. They end up talking to each other and getting all flustered and it's in and out of bed. But once we started using their sound machine, it made such a difference they love getting to pick out which sounds they're using at night and it really does help them to calm down and listen to it and fall asleep faster which I am so grateful for I personally enjoy using the dome fan based sound because we live in a townhome and sometimes the neighbors can get a little noisy and that just helps to calm everything down it's so nice yoga sleep also makes other quality sleep products like the highly rated yoga bed mattress and bedding accessories it's a one-stop shop for all things sleep-related. And like I mentioned, they've been doing this for a really long time. Since 1962, they really know what they're doing. And their products are backed by a 101-night promise, meaning you can try them risk-free. Plus, as a side benefit, many of their sound machines are assembled at their North Carolina-based headquarters, which is pretty cool. So go to yogasleep.com lovely to save an exclusive 20% off a sound machine for natural sleep for the whole family. That's yogasleep.com lovely to get
1: 20% off. Yogasleep.com slash lovely. And I think the beauty of friends are, you know, like it's funny because even over the last two years, like I've reconnected with so many high school friends Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we had lost touch with just in those years of like, you know, going off to college and getting married and raising kids. But now we're all kind of at that age where our kids are, you know, either graduated or about to graduate. So we're finding ourselves with all this time. And it's funny how you go back to this, like, we want to reconnect. You know, just we, you crave that relationship. Um, and I think it's funny cause, uh, Perry, my husband was reading something the other day and it was this article about like the best pickup lines, which I don't, why was he, why was he reading yeah. that? I don't, that's an interesting thing. Um, but it said that, you know, the line that works a hundred percent of the time. And I thought this applies to friendship is going up to somebody and saying, hi, my name is whatever. Nice to meet you. Yeah yeah like and we get so in our head about that we're and I think especially as women we can look and go well they don't need another friend or mm-hmm. I'm interfering in their circle or I don't belong here but the people that you're meant to be with I think if you make the effort mm-hmm. surprised and I always say like you have to make new friends to ever have old friends so yeah. it's like you know you have to put yourself out there and and you know find yeah. your people. And it may be a lot of times, I mean, you, it's like dating. You got to kiss a lot of frogs. Sometimes yeah. to find it's your real true. people, yeah. but it's worth it, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and I think that like you talk so much about your old friends that you've had since college mm-hmm. and everything, but then you also like, you haven't known Sophie since no. college you know, if you had never gotten out there and made her as a friend, look, I mean, look at where you guys are now in your friendship and you have all this history together.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny. Cause she and i all talk about that where it's like, when we first got to know each other, which was through the internet, which felt yeah. so weird back in 2006, yeah. you know, like, you're like, how do I know that you're not like a 60 year old man who drives a yeah. white, <laughs> you know, like, are you really who you are? You, you know, who you pretend to be. But, um, but now I look back and I'm like, we've been friends now since our kids were four, you know, like we've lived so much life together. But when that started for so many years, that felt like a new friendship. And all of a sudden you look up and go, Oh, we've lived a whole lot of life together.
2: Yeah. And that is so fun when -hmm. that happens and you can get to that place and be like, Oh, we've got history and those inside jokes and those things that happened. Like, I think it's the big things bond you, but it's also the little things, you know, my really good friend lives in Arkansas and we Marco Polo all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's nothing monumental usually that we're talking about. It's the, I'm about to go get a kid from ballet and then I have to go to the grocery store and like, but it's those little like kind of doing life together things, even from afar, that Mm -hmm. keep us feeling close to each other.
1: Yeah. And I think that's it. And I look, and I think God is so good to give us those people when we need them. Cause like I look at Sophie and our friendship and I'm like, I would have never been like, I'm going to make this friend on the internet and then yeah. she's going to end up being my chief encouragement as I write books and I'm going to yeah. help her. We're going to start a podcast together and we're going to, I mean, you just never know, but I'm like, that's exactly what I needed at that point in my life. Yeah. Um, and just look what God's done with it. It's just kind of amazing to think about.
2: Mm-hmm. And then I love like on the heels of that chapter where you talk about how that's so impar- important that you also emphasize with another chapter, like how we can't live in comparison. Yeah. Because that is probably the number one killer of a lot of friendships and just joy and uh-huh. like getting on with your life as if you sit in that comparison place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. And uh, cause I think that ruins more friendships than anything is I think as women, we can get this really insecure thing. And somewhere mm-hmm. we bought into the lie that one woman's success somehow diminishes our own potential mm-hmm. success or it takes away from us. And I'm like, that's such a lie. Like a victory for one woman is a victory for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and if we support each other in that, and, um, and I think having a teenager, that's one of the things I always tell her is I'm like, you know what? Like you're not going to get all the things that your friends are getting in terms of accolades, awards, teams, whatever. They're not going to get all the same things you are, but it just means that God has this for them and it has, he has this for you and mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's your, it's your road. And in some ways, somebody else's life may look a lot easier or better, but we're only comparing what we see on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, and we know everything that's going on on the inside with ourselves. So yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think it's so important to remember like how God has gifted all of us differently.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it's okay for somebody else to be good at this other thing and for me to stay in my lane. And yeah. I mean, it's silly, but I think the Enneagram has been one of the things that has helped me with that the most mm-hmm. because it's like this stark reality of, oh, we are not the same. Like we think yeah. about things different. I can have grace for you because you come at this from a totally different place than I do. And mm-hmm. like, it helps me to see like, in a, like a stark number format, how different we are. So you can do that thing that you're good at. And then I'll do this thing that I'm good at and look, if we just work together, how much better. Yes. it can be.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, and, and that's so true. And I've felt like in my own life, like there've been so many times where I've started to look at you know other writers or speakers, and I'm like, Well, they've gotten this opportunity, and they're getting to do this, and mm-hmm. they get asked to do this, and I haven't been asked to do any of this. And it's like, God always brings me back to that point where it's almost like I might as well just write it on my walls, where it's like, Walk your road, like, yeah, this is your road. And so, and it's, I'm the only one walking it, and so it is what it is. And it's like, and I think it comes back to fundamentally like our faith in God, like, Do we believe that God is going to give us everything that we need? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we believe that, then I think we can walk our road with security.
2: Yeah. And it's really easy to start being like, oh wait, no God. I mean, you even talk about this in the book. Like I let, let's talk about these plans. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. Got. yeah. And it's a really hard place. I mean, I know for sure over the past two and a half years, that's been the hardest thing is like I don't think you know what you're doing here. Um, let's, let's fix this please. And to have to learn to like, let go. I I like to have control. (laughs) So to have to learn to let go of that and be like, okay, I literally cannot see how any of this is positive for me or my kids or, you know, but even, even, even now, like, I see little things where it's like, well, I hate that it took as long as it did to get my divorce through, but maybe it was for this reason and that reason. And yeah, it's, it's only that time that kind of helps reveal that stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's funny because I was, I had coffee yesterday with a, with a older lady who's got older kids. And we were talking about just kind of the struggles that we've seen our kids go through and things that didn't work out for them the way that we wished they would have, or that we had hoped that they would. And Um, and she made the comment about her son. She goes, but I really, and he's in his twenties now. And she said, but I really look at him and think, would he have the relationship with Christ he has now? If all Mm -hmm. those things had worked out for him the way I wanted them to. Yeah. And she said, because he's had to learn. And I thought that's so true. Cause I think with Caroline so many times where I'm like, I've prayed these prayers since she was born, that she would be brave, that she would be fearless, that she would be a world changer, that she would be secure in Christ and all that stuff. And I'm like, you can't create those characteristics. If somebody lives this perfectly pampered yeah. sheltered life where nothing bad ever happens to them. Yeah. Um, and that's hard as a parent, because you want your kids to have this pampered sheltered feel no pain existence, but you're Mm -hmm. like, but that's not how strong people are forged. It's just not, it's not the way it works.
2: Well, which brings me to your chapter on kids, because I loved what you were saying about like, you got to teach your kids to lose Yeah, and how not, I like, this is a big one for me. My son was just on a basketball team through his school And they had 65 kids go out for the team. So I'm thinking, okay, like I grew up in the theater. Not everyone gets in the show. Not everyone gets the part they want. You know, those are the breaks and you learn how to deal with it. Oh Mm -hmm. no, they created five teams and Uh, every kid on a team. And they all got to play two games Wow! because they kept everybody. And it's like, like I get that you're wanting the kids who've never done it before and like whatever, but where are we going to (laughs) learn that you can't? always make it like you, yeah. you have to do the work to get on the team and, and you have to learn how to be a good loser. Like where yeah. come in?
1: Yeah. I think it's so important to tell our kids. And I think it's what helps them find their strength is it's like, let's find what you're actually good at. Like what? Yeah. Okay. So if you're, if you're not good at this thing, you didn't make this team, then let's figure out what that is. You know, it's yeah. like, cause that's part of their journey and their process in fact Caroline and I were laughing so hard this week because we found a picture of her in sixth grade she really wanted to be in the band and I knew I was like here's the thing our family has a lot of gifts but musical ability is not one of them (laughs) like that's just not our thing but she came home and she really wanted to be in the band and the reason she wanted to be in the band was because that they got to go your senior year in high school you get to go to Hawaii and I was like Okay, that's a, there's a lot of easier ways to go to Hawaii than to yeah. be in a band for seven years yeah. if you're not musical. You know, like this is yeah. a bad plan. But I was cleaning out the top of her closet the other night, and we found a picture of her that I guess I paid for. I don't really remember this. That's a picture of her that I guess an individual picture of the from the band, and it's like her holding her flute. Oh my and I, goodness! That was a really short-lived <laughs> event. Um, yeah. And she realized quickly that it wasn't for her. She didn't enjoy it. She didn't like it. She didn't, you know, she wasn't good at it. And sometimes you have to say to your kids, this isn't your thing. Like let's find what your thing is Mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, trying to force it and to teach them to fail. I mean, even now, like I feel like that's one of the things Perry and I with Caroline so many times is we're like, we would rather see you try and fail than to see you not try at all. Like that's, that's to be that, that, that quitting mentality. Like we're not doing that. Like let's go for it. And if you fail, you fail, but at least then you know that you tried. So, um, I just think that's such an important parenting principle, Mm -hmm. um, to, to let our kids sometimes fall on their faces. And I think we try so hard to keep that from happening. Um, and it just doesn't prepare them for the real world. No, no
2: not at all. And I even think about, like you were saying about not the, not quitting. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were situations I got myself into. I, I auditioned for a play in, I live in Spokane, Washington, and the play was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So there is a little bit of this on my mom. (laughs) Uh You know, we were going to have to drive an hour away every night for rehearsal, but during the process, the theater half burnt down they had oh to recast gosh. the show three times because people kept dropping out. They rewrote the script numerous times. Like this, what was supposed to be, you know, a two-month commitment turned into a six-month commitment. Oh my gosh. And at the end of the show, I mean, it was, I can't even tell. Once the theater half burnt down, they put up like orange slices to try to like get rid of the <laughs> smell of the smoke, but there were also live goats in oh the Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: This sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. Yes,
2: it was. It was Heidi. And there were live goats in diapers. And it was, I mean, it was so bad. It was so bad. And at the end of the show, there were only three people left who had been in the original cast. Wow. I was one of them. And my mom was just like, you, you got into it. You have to see it through. That <laughs> yeah. didn't teach me one to be careful about what I commit
1: to. Yes.
2: But also the importance of like you, you need to do what you, you said you were going to do and yeah. honor your word. I think that was a really powerful lesson in the sixth grade.
1: Yeah. It's a good thing to know. Like, so it makes you more careful about what are you going to commit to? Because we've got to follow through on this, you know, we're we're going to finish strong and, and it may be the last time we ever do it, but we're, we're finishing.
2: Yes. Yes. Ladies here at Cultivating the Lovely, We love Grove Collaborative, the online marketplace that delivers all natural home beauty and personal care products directly to your door. Right now, I have a whole cart full of things (laughs) that I am just waiting until I get paid to buy from Grove because I love their stuff so much. I love that they are super great about helping you transition out of using single-use plastics if that's what you're wanting to do. They have all kinds of ways and kits to help you get moving with that because we all know there is more microplastic in the ocean than there are stars in the Milky Way. But you can say goodbye to single-use plastic with these simple, sustainable swaps for your home that Grove Collaborative has. But I also love a lot of their other products as well. I love the ones that they've made themselves. They're really smart about how they make their products I love their dish scrubber. I love their dish gloves. I love their loofahs. I love that they carry brands that I am also already familiar with, like Mrs. Myers and 7th Generation, but then I love their own brand as well. One of the products that I'm absolutely in love with that they carry, which has the added benefit of being green and reducing plastic waste, and that's high bar it's a shampoo bar i know that sounds weird but i am in love with these things it's one of the best shampoos i've ever used and it's got these added green benefits we also buy our hello toothpaste from grove we buy other facial care products that i use with my kids and myself and grove is the reason that my house stays clean (laughs) because it's where i get all of my other cleaning products and i just really really love them but let me just really quickly tell you about these sustainable swap sets that grove has They are the best and easiest way to start reducing your family's use of plastic. I got silicone straws, reusable washable sandwich bags, a refillable hand soap dispenser, gel hand soap, and a walnut scrubber sponge set. And for a limited time, our listeners get all of this for free with your first purchase. With fast and free shipping on your first order, going sustainable has never been easier. So join me and over 2 million households who shop at Grove for their healthy, sustainable home essentials. So make your home more sustainable this year. Now, for a limited time, when my listeners go to Grove, Grove.co slash lovely, you'll get a free five piece set from Grove so you can swap out plastic in an easy way. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a free 60 day VIP trial. Go to grove.co slash lovely to get this exclusive sustainable swaps offer. Grove.co slash lovely. That kind of makes me think of the other part in the book where you talk about motherhood and how our kids are going to know that we love them just because we faithfully show up. For the uh-huh. job every day. Uh-huh. Like, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean we have to make every moment magical to uh-huh. be good mothers. I was cracking up when you said, like, childhood is already magical. <laughs>
1: they yes. Get
2: three months off in the summer and, like, basically no responsibilities. Like, it's inherently wonderful. <laughs> so yes. Yes. Let's, not, let's like- cut ourselves some slack.
1: Yes. Cause I think we try so hard in this age of like the Pinterest moms. Mm-hmm. It's just, and you know, Gully, my best friend, um, she used to teach preschool to three-year-olds and she said, the younger these moms get, she said like the further away I get, she said, you see this age of these Instagram and Pinterest moms, she said, and they are killing themselves. And she yeah. said, and I'm like, you know what? They're going to eat those mandarin oranges, whether you draw pumpkin faces on them or not. So like, <laughs> just save your time. Like yeah. it's just, but we want to make it all like we have to have glitter for the tooth fairy. No, the tooth fairy comes, you get a dollar. That's magical enough. You don't have to do the glitter, you know, like you can if you want, but you don't have to. It's like, yeah, um, because I think at the end of the day, and I can say this now, having a daughter who's 16 is it's like the things that she really remembers, like the things that we laugh about from childhood or whatever, are really just the simple everyday stuff. It's not these big occasions that I felt like were so important to just get it right and nearly killed myself over. Yeah, It's just the small, simple, like showing up and that's it.
2: Yeah. I was laughing just a week ago. I was with some friends and one of them had tried to make a cake for her daughter's birthday that looked (laughs) like a castle. And like didn't have the right kind of frosting and it all like kind of melted and fell apart and they kept sticking more dowels in it to try to keep yes. it upright. And, you know, and I was cracking up because I, I used to make cakes for my son and for different events, like when he was little and I mm-hmm. made this incredible lightning McQueen. I mean, I am just going to toot my own horn. That thing is yeah. amazing. You should. Yes. <laughs> but he, it was for his second birthday yeah, he doesn't remember that cake to no. my life, you know. No. And so now all it is is a picture on an old, old blog that I yes. have, you know. Like, and then none of my other children have gotten yeah. cakes because it's you do get to that point where you're like, okay, yeah, none of this is important.
1: Yeah, this is not the important stuff. The important stuff is showing up and for them to know that you love them and that you're there for them, and that's it, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. And all the while, I'm totally going to bring this back full circle, trying to look good while you're doing it with those facial care products. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. Yes. I mean, listen, you only get one face. So yes. treat it with kindness.
2: Now, I have been listening to your other podcast, so I know you've made some changes. Probably yes. since you've written this book, would you like to do, you know, any amendments right here for all the people to know?
1: I mean, I still stand by everything that's in the book. I yes. mean, I think that it's skincare to me is a journey and it's going to change depending yeah. on the season of life and what is going on with your face and I as and your I'm budget. sad in <laughs> your budget and I'm sad to report your hormones um yeah. and what's going on there because a thing happens in your mid 40s where your face decides I'm going to act like I'm 15 again.
3: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and wants to break out. But um, but I would say like for me, the two things that I think are the most crucial things is I think you've got to be using some sort of vitamin C mm-hmm. serum topically. I think it's a game changer. Um, I think there are different I will say that I think your better vitamin C's are your more expensive vitamin C's yeah. for the most part, because it's a yeah. hard compound. I've done it, listen, Mackenzie, I've done a lot of research. It's a yes. hard compound <laughs> to maintain the stability yep. and purity of it. That's it. Yep. So you have to spend a little bit more, but a little goes a long way. But I think using that morning and night is a huge thing. And then I think girls, you've got to wear your sunscreen yeah. every single day. I don't care if you're in the Pacific Northwest and you think the sun's <laughs> not out. It is. Yeah. You've got yep. to have sunscreen every single day. Like if I could go back and do anything and like, I'm such a stickler with Caroline over sunscreen now. Cause I'm like, no, you don't even understand. I know right now you think you tan and just get beautiful. And you do, because that's what sun damage looks like when you're 15. But when you're 40, that's not what it looks like.
2: Yeah. I was so blessed that my mom was very much like, you are pale and white and yes. you just stay that way. Yeah. So I very rarely got any sort of tanning or anything going on. And now I'm just like, I'm wearing the hats in the summer, like the big brimmed ones, like yep. anything I can do to keep it off my face. Yeah. And I, I I totally agree with the vitamin C thing. My mom bought me Paula's Choice vitamin C for Christmas. And within two days, I had set the bottle on my counter as i was getting ready thought i had screwed the lid on mm-hmm. and knocked it over oh and no out half a bottle <gasps> Uh, but I literally went and got a Tupperware container. No, it was glass. Oh, yes, you did. And yeah, I, you did. I, I scooped that off my counter uh-huh. into there because it was like any last drop. I was ready to like wipe my face on the counter. <laughs> like yeah. I cannot let one drop of this go. I can't believe I did that.
1: Oh, that yep. is the worst. I've done that oh. where it's like you and you're like, no, this is precious. Like I have to use every single bit of it. I get mad at myself if I accidentally like put too much in my hands where I'm like, this is wasteful. Like it's so, you know, (laughs) this is a precious commodity.
2: Yes. It's like when when you add breast milk, like back and you were like, do not drop any of that. Mm. Like it's precious. It's
1: precious. It's so valuable.
2: Yes. So I, I totally agree with the vitamin C thing. And I one of my favorite things, which I can very rarely afford, it's more like when Sephora decides to give me a little thing of it for free, Mm -hmm. is that polypeptide protein-y cream. Oh, okay. I haven't used
1: that. Oh,
2: oh my word. And it comes in this, like when you get the real one, it's got this great dispenser that I can't even explain it. You push down and it comes
1: out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You only get
2: like just what you need. So you're not getting your fingers in there to contaminate anything and like that stuff. It is amazing. It's so expensive, but it is so good.
1: I know the drunk elephant stuff is expensive. That's, I mean, that is the problem is it's a pricey, it's a pricey hobby to have taking care of your skin. Yeah. Um, So I try to balance it with a good range and mix of price points for my products. I try to be a responsible consumer. Yeah. Um, But if I were to, you know how people say, like, if I were to win the lottery, uh, Sephora would be like my first stop, you know, and I would buy all the things.
2: Totally. Yep. Uh Yep. And I don't have like my oldest kid is a boy. So in his teenagehood, it's more like, can you please do some skincare where I'm sure with a girl, (laughs) you're having to share a lot more.
1: Oh, that's yeah. I mean, she comes in and raids my stuff and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. You have good skin. Like you don't need this natural glow lotion that I paid a lot of money for because you have a natural glow. It's called being a teenager. Like stop, like get out of my good stuff. But I mean, she can hunt out. I always tell Perry, I'm like, it's like a pig, like looking for truffles. Like she can (laughs) get a new beauty product out like from a million, she knows, she senses that it's in my bathroom, you know, That's and I see hilarious. her like sneak in there and she comes back and I'm like, okay, seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's hard to have a 16 year old daughter that you have to share with. And I'm like, when I was your age, you know what I use Noxema and CoverGirl and Seabreeze. <laughs> yeah. So you have to work exactly. up to this stuff. This is an earned privilege that I yes. give you.
2: Yeah. It's like how in the book you say like you,
1: your time is the least valuable. In this yeah, family. Exactly right. It's your skin so is as well. Yeah. Your skin yeah. is currently the least valuable. And this is something that as an adult, when you start to make your own money, you can yes. buy your own skincare products. But right now, like you're living in our house rent-free and that may be about all that you get. That's not yeah. the only part you get right now.
2: Yeah. This is motivation for you to get good grades and go to college and get a good job because you're exactly. going to be able to afford all of this. Yeah. And yep. someday you too can get your own vitamin C <laughs> serum. Yes. Okay,
1: Melanie, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, for me, I would say um, I get up in the morning. I get Caroline off to school, which I don't have to drive her anymore, so that's kind of different. Yeah, um, and so usually I get a cup of coffee and I kind of visit with her while she's milling in and out, getting ready for school. And then um, once she's gone, that's usually my social media time, where I catch up on people's Insta stories and mm-hmm. what's happening. Um. I have my quiet time and spend some time in prayer and reading the Bible. Um, And then I usually, if I'm in the middle of writing something, then I write. Um, I take time during the day and I'll write a lot of times in the morning Um, and then run errands and do all my normal mom stuff. I take my dogs to the dog park. I mean, it's super glamorous. Yes. Um, And then I always say like from four o'clock on, like when Caroline gets home from school, it's like, I'm back on. Then it's like dinner. It's, you're not what's going on with her day, like homework, what do we need to do? What's our, does she have a soccer game that night? Um, all of that stuff. And, you know, now that she's 16 too, it's like bedtime is like a more of a suggestion than a yeah. firm thing. So a lot of times it's like telling her starting at like 1030 being like, go to bed, go to bed. You need to go to bed. You need to yeah. go to bed, you know? Um, and then that's it. I mean, it's pretty simple most days, you know, just normal life.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I think it's so important for people to hear that.
1: Yeah. it's There's no glamour to it. It's, you know, going to Target and, you know, doing all the normal things that we all do.
2: Yep. Okay. And what is one small way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life? And then I'll answer too.
1: I, for me, I think right now is it's, it's cultivating. The loveliness is knowing when I need to say no to stuff. Mm. I think that's one of the things that I've really been trying to be intentional about is making my yeses very intentional and in things that I know are going to be the right things for me to spend my time doing. Because I just think being so aware of Caroline just having two years left at home or really yeah. a year and a half at this point, like I just want to be so intentional about my time and I don't want to be stressed about overcommitting committing to stuff that's going to take me away from home. So I feel like for me, it's um, being Um, more intentional about my yeses and saying a lot more no's.
2: Yeah. Do you think you'll write another book before she's gone?
1: I don't know. I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll wait until she's gone because I think there's so much that I can tell later that I can't tell now Sure. um, on the other side of it. And I just, I've really wanted to, and I I love the way it's lined up that I've got this book coming out in 2020. And then to kind of look at her whole senior year is kind of a a blank slate to just be be here and be with her and, focus on all her stuff.
2: That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was good timing. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way I am currently cultivating the loveliness, I bet you can guess, but I have had um, some hair debacles in the past Uh, week. Yes. Yes. And so after two haircuts, I decided that I had to take matters into my own hands. Yes. And I cut off the remaining, I don't know, six inches last night. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't quite that. It was a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And I actually really like it. It's not I if you would have told me a week ago my hair would be like 11 inches shorter, I would have laughed yeah. at you.
1: It's super cute. It Thank really 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 cute. I saw it on Insta stories this morning and <laughs> I think it's you did a great job.
2: Thank you. Well, it was hilarious to see people's reactions. Because it was like, they started commenting when I first said like, I'm going to cut off my hair, you guys. And so it went through this progression of like, oh my gosh, don't do it. You're crazy. You're stressing me out. What does it look like? Are you done yet? Yeah. (laughs) I started getting all these comments. And then I woke up my phone and just like blown up this morning. (laughs) All these people going, what does it look like? Oh my gosh.
1: No, it looks so cute. I think it looks really good.
2: Thank you. It's You know, I hadn't planned to be this sassy right now, but I'm going to embrace it.
1: No, I think it's great. I That's think it's good great. good for it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? I am. Yes. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser?
1: Essential oil diffuser. All diffuser. right. Diffuser. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cloth napkins or paper?
1: Paper napkins.
2: Okay. City
1: or country? City.
2: Okay. Paper or digital?
1: Oh, digital now, I think.
2: Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the
1: store? Online, 100%.
2: Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you are making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or
1: music? Music.
2: And what is some of your favorite music to listen to?
1: Any kind of yacht rock, a 70s, 80s, James okay. Taylor, Carly Simon, like all the stuff I grew up listening to. That's what I'm going to listen to 98% of the time when I'm cooking. That's fun. Yeah. Okay.
2: Chocolate, milk, or dark? Dark. Dark. Yes. Okay. Sports or no sports? This one always
1: sports. Yeah, <laughs> always. That,
2: that's the one part of your podcast that I sometimes fast yeah. <laughs> forward through. I know, because I'm the theater girl, and it's like, what are sports? Yeah. What yep. are sports? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Watch. Okay. That doesn't surprise me about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: What is your favorite movie? Um. Oh, favorite movie. That's oh, it's a hard one. All time. That's a hard I know, one. Um, I know. Maybe, maybe I might go with gone with the wind of all time. All right. Yeah. I
2: don't think anyone's ever answered that. Okay. Well, there right. you have it. I'll take it. And final question. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair. Oh, I'm about where a, are you? One. I'm about a <laughs>
1: okay. one. I'm about a one. I'm about a one.
2: All right. Well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to keep that face.
1: That's exactly up. right. Yeah, yep, that's exactly right. So yep. sometimes I'm not afraid of a few chemical ingredients yes. or what have you.
2: Yep. I I find that as I'm getting older, I'm I'm a little bit more willing
1: to yeah change <laughs> my mind exactly.
2: about some of those things. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yep.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Melanie. It was so fun to finally get to chat with you.
1: I have loved being here. Thank you so much. It was so fun, Mackenzie. Yes, have a wonderful day. I will. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.
2: ladies thank you so much for listening to this episode if you want the show notes from anything that we talked about then you should be able to scroll down in your podcasting app or go over to boldturquoise.com slash 156 and you can find links to everything we talked about and hey if you use one of those amazon links if you just click through to amazon through any of those links and don't even purchase the thing that you clicked on but maybe add some other stuff to your cart we get a little kickback from that and it doesn't cost you a penny extra but it's just a really nice way to be able to support the show without doing anything extra for you. You just got to buy your stuff on Amazon like you normally would. All right, ladies. Next week, we have Anne Bogle on the show. I am so excited about that. It was another really fun interview talking about her new book, Don't Overthink It. And of course, thank you to those of you who leave ratings and reviews in iTunes. It makes a really big difference for the show and for sharing it on social media. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. And thank you guys for supporting our sponsors. It also makes a big difference to the show and being able to carry forward. All right, until next week,
0: Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
3: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check.